or your electronic devices, open them up to the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 4, and we're going to be looking at some of the lessons that we can learn today while we're at the beach. And it's going to be fun if you're a kid, it's going to be fun if you're an adult. The key word here is fun, okay? We're going to have fun today, and we're going to learn a little bit about God along the way. It's going to be fun. Uh, let's do this. I'm going to put, yeah, we're going to put the verse up on the screen. I want you guys to read this with me out loud. Can we do that, kids? Yeah. All right, let's show. We're going to let, we're going to see if the, the grown-ups can do it with you, but you guys show them how this is done. So Ephesians 4, 14. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. That was a lot. That was a lot. Now we'll no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves. You don't want to be tossed back and forth by the waves in your walk with God, do you? No. We will no longer be infants. You know what that means? That means that God wants us to grow up in our walk with him. That means God wants us to mature in our relationship with him. Now, when you get saved, you start out with like a, a basic understanding of who Jesus is, but God wants you to grow from there. He doesn't want you to be an infant in your faith anymore. He wants you to grow up. How many of y'all have ever seen a baby? Hopefully you have. If not, I'll introduce you. It's going to rock your world when you see one for the first time. They're, they're crazy. Some babies are cute and some babies are dang. Uh, but a lot, of babies, a lot of babies are cute. Not all babies are cute, but a lot of babies are cute. Uh, but God wants us to grow up in our faith. He wants us to grow up and not stay a baby. A baby can't do anything for itself, can it? You've got to feed a baby. You've got to change the baby's diapers. That's yuck. Man, I, can I get an amen from all the husbands who have had to change the kids' diapers? That stuff's jacked up, isn't it? Man, God, I, God is awesome, and God knows what he's doing, but I think maybe he could have come up with a better system than that to deal with all that stuff so you know we we were uh we were we were potty training my my youngest daughter abby and we were having a whole lot of fun with that that's just a great process um but she was picking up on things so when she would go potty by herself we'd get all excited and be like yeah good job you know good job going potty good job going potty and she was like yeah i'm going potty this is awesome sometimes she'd get it right and sometimes she wouldn't get it right because there's a learning curve on that. And, and so, <laughs> but, but it was fun teaching her and training her, you know, and, and she was learning all this stuff. Like one time I was in the bathroom doing some stuff and Abby came up and she's knocking on the door, just knock, 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 knock on the door. Daddy, you in there? Yeah, I'm in here. What is it with kids? They know when you go to the bathroom. Adults, you know what I'm talking about? They know when you go. It's like, bing, 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 and the alarm goes off, and you're in there in your sanctuary in your moment of peace, and then you see, like, little hands come up under the door sometimes, and knock, knock, knock. Are you still in there? What's going on? Abby was knocking on the door, and I said, yeah, I'm in here. Well, it didn't stop. Knock, knock, knock again. Yes. What are you doing? I, I'm building a time machine. I don't know. It's like, just, what are you, what are you doing in there? And then... She's asking, you going, you going pee-pee? Come on, really? She goes, you going poo-poo? And so I was like, all right, fine. Yes, I'm going, daddy's going potty. She goes, you going poo-poo? Good job. 
Good job, Daddy. And I can hear her clapping through the door. Good job, Daddy. You gonna put I ain't gonna lie. It kind of made me feel good. It made me feel good. I was excited. Like, yeah, good job, Daddy. I'm going poo-poo. This is great. Yeah. But it's so funny. But in real life, you can't do that with adults at work, though, can you? That's just awkward. Like some you know, somebody you work with, or your boss walks out of the bathroom. Good job, good job, good job going poo poo. Good job, you know. You're gonna find a different job pretty soon, probably. You know that's why we don't have uh, the first impressions teams in the bathroom encouraging everybody. You can do it. You can do it. We don't do that because it's weird as you get older to have that happen, right? Because everybody just naturally assumes a process of maturity that takes place sooner or later you learn how to go to the bathroom by yourself you're no longer an infant you can do things on your own and that's what this verse is talking about us not staying as an infant in our relationship with god but to grow up into who he's called us to be and to everything that he's called us to do to be that beautiful creation that he envisioned that we could be when he formed us in our mother's womb and I think that's awesome because when you stay immature and you don't grow, then you're easily influenced. Like the verse was talking about, you're, you're easily tossed around by the waves of the world and, and the schemes and, and all the stuff that, that people will throw at you and life will throw at you and the devil will throw at you. And if you're not growing in your relationship with God, it can mess you up. So I want to look at some stuff today that we can learn while we're at the beach that's going to help us grow in our walk with God. Everybody say grow to grow in our walk with God so that we don't have to stay itty-bitty babies that need our diapers changed all the time. It's cool when you're little, but it gets awkward when you grow up, you know? So the first thing that we're going to talk about today at the beach is that you have absolutely, this is great, when you're at the beach, this is perfect, you got to bask in the sun. Bask in the sun. See, we churched it up, too. We put S-O-N instead of S-U-N. Because one of the most awesome things about going to the beach is you get to soak up some sun. And my wife loves to do this. She loves either at the pool or at the beach, wherever there's water. She loves to lay out. How many of y'all like to lay out and work on the tan? Work on the tan. I see some hands going up for the ladies, not so much the guys. Guys, it's okay to rock the tan if you want to. But we have to lay out and bask in the sun. Just soak it all up. I think it's funny how... When you go out to the beach, you see people in the water, but then you see, like, more people on the beach, and it almost looks like the beaches of Normandy because there's just bodies laying everywhere while the waves come washing in, just soaking up the sun. And it's cool because you can hear the ocean waves crashing. And, dude, that's, there's something medicinal about hearing the waves of the ocean. Get your feet in the sand. How many of y'all are beach people? We got a beach crowd in here? Yeah. I, I like the beach. I like going to the mountains more, but I like I like the beach. One of the reasons why I don't like going to the beach a lot is because there's stuff in the water that can eat me. When I go to a place where I'm not at the top of the food chain, I got issues with that, you know? So anyway, so when you're soaking up the sun, working on your tan, it's awesome because the sun's throwing vitamin D at you and you're getting all these rays working on your tan. Listen, Jesus wants us to soak him up like we soak up the sun at the beach. You know what I'm talking about? And he even said this. This is incredibly important in our walk with him. He said this in John chapter 15. He says this. He said, it's so important that you soak me up. It's almost like 
I'm a vine and you're a branch attached to that vine. He says, remain in me as I remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I'm the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Now look at this last line. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And that's huge. Jesus said, listen, it's not just about soaking up sun on a beach. It's about basking in me and in my presence and letting me work in your heart to grow you so that you don't have to stay young in your faith and be that baby with a dirty diaper all of your life, needing somebody to change your diaper for your whole spiritual life. The key to that is building a relationship with Jesus, spending time with Jesus. What's some ways that we could spend some time with Jesus? Kids, do you know? What's a good way? Somebody shout it out. Pray. Pray is huge. I heard worship. Worship is huge. What's another way? Read the Bible. That is so stinking huge. You got to be able to read the Bible. If you don't read the Bible, you're not going to have a solid walk with God that will be as strong as it needs to be. He wants us to grow in our relationship with him. Why is that important? Why is that the first thing we're talking about today? Why is it important that we bask in the sun and let him work on us through our relationship with him? The reason why is because tidal waves are coming. Tidal waves are coming. Sooner or later, when you're at the beach, there's going to be some big waves that are going to hit the shore. There's going to be some big waves that are going to shake up the water. How many of y'all have ever seen a tidal wave before? How many of y'all have ever seen a surfer surfing on like a big tidal wave or seen a, a big tidal wave come crashing in and hit a lighthouse or, or the beach? It's, it's amazing. In case you haven't, I brought a video with me today to show you what it looks like. So you guys check out some of these tidal waves. are crazy huh but jesus is saying listen you gotta bask in the sun and be in my presence because these tidal waves are going to be coming in your life and if you're not solid in your relationship with me then when these tidal waves come in it's going to mess you up you're going to get tossed back and forth in the waves like we read about in ephesians chapter four so he says i want you guys to be solid and have a firm foundation in me because the tidal waves of life are going to hit. What do tidal waves look like? They're not just big waves in the ocean. But when life hits you with tidal waves, it looks different. You know, Maybe a tidal wave coming into your life could be struggling in, at a class at school. Like you're just working really hard, but you're just not able to figure it out. Has anybody ever legitimately used algebra since you graduated high school? Only the engineers are raising their hands. So if you're not an engineer... You probably haven't used it much, you know. It's just a random thought that just jumped in there. I don't know why. But you struggle. Like, I, str I struggle with algebra. I guess that's why it came up. Um, but 
you, sometimes when you struggle in class, or maybe if, if people in your class aren't nice to you, and they make fun of you sometimes, or you've got a bully that picks on you in school, that can be a tidal wave. Any kind of something that comes in that's opposition to you, trying to keep you from being who God's called you to be, that's a tidal wave. A tidal wave can look like losing a job. A tidal wave can look like a relationship you thought was going to last forever coming to an abrupt end and just crashing your whole world now. You know, Tidal waves look different to different people. But I know this, life and the devil are going to be throwing some waves at us. Guarantee you. And it's very important that we're solid in our walk with God because if not, we're not going to be able to stand against those waves. And the Bible says this in the book of Matthew, um, chapter 7, verse 24. Jesus is talking and he says, Listen, therefore, whoever hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall. Because it had its foundation on the rock. Everybody say, on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rains came, the streams rose, and the wind blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. And as a pastor, I can tell you over and over again how I see people, their whole lives just implode with a great big crash because they're not spending time in the Word of God and in the presence of God. And when the stuff from life comes rushing in like that big wave, they're not ready. They're not set. You've got to have one bask in the sun because the tidal waves are coming. So we're going to be ready for that? But here's the thing, though. We don't have to be intimidated by the tidal waves when they come in. We don't. When the tidal waves of life come in, you know what I say? I say, up. That's what I say. I think it's time to surf up, baby. Those waves provide a great opportunity for some fun if you're solid in your walk with God. You know what I mean? Because instead of being caught under them, you can ride on top of them. And I thought it would be fun to do some surfing this morning. I got my boogie board. Thought I'd have some fun with that. We'll hop on this and do some surfing. That'd be cool, but wait a minute. This isn't right. It's not right for me to be doing this by myself. I need some help. Who wants to do some surfing with me up here this morning? Yeah? All right, if you want to do some surfing, come on up and stand right over here in a line. We're going to have some fun this morning. Wait a minute. This just doesn't seem right to do it like now. There's a lot of kids. There's no adults. No grown-ups want to surf this morning? Oh, uh, we'll see. Maybe we haven't set the, the table just right. So we've got people who want to surf, but we need, we need some surfing music, don't we? Yeah, media guys, we got some good surfing stuff we can play back there. Let's go surfing oh, now, yeah. everybody's learning how. Come on a safari with me. Come on a safari with me. Early awesome. in the morning we'll be starting out. Come on up, hop on the board. Some will be coming along. Uh, We're loading up on the with the boards in the sun. Let's cheer for our surfers this morning. Come on. Good job. Who's next? Come on, sweetheart. You can do it. Hop up on the board. Yeah. Good job. She set the bar really high on that one. Great job. All right, who's next? Hop on up there. Now, let's see some surfing moves. There's a surfer move. Yeah. That's awesome. Who's next? All right, Hannah. See some surfing moves. Yeah. Ah, she's scooting on the board. Okay. 
Yeah, clear. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, in the dab. With the dab. What's up, man? Good job. Woo. That's what I'm talking about. Surfing's fun. Ask me if I've ever surfed before in my life. No. Never surfed before in my life. But I love it. Last chance. Any adults? Any adults? Any adults? I can feel the peer pressure pushing you back in your seat right now. Any adults? I'm hearing Pastor Kelly. Who wants Pastor Kelly to come up here and serve? Come on, Pastor Kelly. Yeah. There it is. Let's go surfing now. Everybody's learning how come with me. All the pastors. I think we're running out of music. I think we're running out of music. So let's give our surfers a hand. You guys can grab a seat. Good job, guys. Good job. You know, it's crazy when you're surfing. That was, I didn't know you could, you could rock them hips, girl. You're up here doing a little thing. That's pretty good. Pretty good. And when you're surfing, now I, I'm not a big surfer. I've never really been surfing. I've tried to wakeboard some and almost killed myself. Uh, how many of you have had a near-death experience trying to wakeboard, ski, surf, any of that? Yeah. Yeah. We've all been there. So when you hop on the board and you're riding your wave and doing all this stuff, what they'll tell you is this. You don't want to look at what's happening around you immediately. You don't want to look at the wave. You don't want to look at the front of your board or anything like that because you'll lose your balance because there's too much moving and too much changing and too much shifting around that's happening. And if you get take your eyes and you put it on that stuff, you're going to lose your balance real quick, and odds are you're going to fall off into the wave that you're trying to ride, you know? And so what they'll tell you to do is to look out in the distance, either on the shore or out in the distance somewhere, and pick an object, pick a, a building or a rock or something that's fixed and not moving, and you look at that while you're surfing, and then you feel what's happening around you, and you'll keep your balance a lot better by looking at an object that's fixed and not moving. You know, Jesus said he wanted us to fix our eyes on him. In fact, in Hebrews, it says this. In Hebrews uh, chapter 12, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that, that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. Now check this out. This is absolutely huge. We do this. We do this. We do all that stuff we just read about. We do all of that by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. It's all about keeping our focus on Jesus. Jesus is the fixed object that we've got to focus on in our life because if we don't have our eyes fixed on him, we'll lose our balance when the ways of life come in. And instead of riding on top of them and overcoming it because we take our eyes off Jesus and we, we focus on the circumstances, we focus on what people are saying, we focus on the trouble at work or the, the fact that we've got five days till payday and the car broke down and we don't have the money to get it fixed and now we don't have a way to get it. We see all of this stuff. We put our eyes on circumstances and take them off of Jesus. 
we run the risk of losing our balance spiritually, falling into that wave, and getting overcome with the wave of life. We keep our focus on Jesus. We can ride it out the way that he wants us to. Now, isn't that cool? I would much rather be on top of the waves than underneath the waves. Now, listen, you might be here today, and maybe you, you, you've, you've gone through some stuff, and maybe you, you've taken your eyes off Jesus for a little bit, and you got caught up with the stuff that's going on in your life. And maybe you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed by the stuff that life is throwing at you. Or maybe the, the enemy, the devil, is trying to remind you of your past and how you failed over and over again in your life. And, and maybe you've been caught up on that and you've lost your balance and you've fallen into that wave and you feel like it's just overcoming and overwhelming you. Now, there's a guy in the Bible named Peter. And he saw this guy named Jesus walking on the water. He said, wow, that looks cool. I want to get out of the boat and try that. So he asked Jesus, hey, can I come out there and hang out with you on the water? And Jesus said, yeah, come on. But the waves were doing their thing. There was a storm that was blowing at the time. It wasn't a peaceful time to get out and walk on the water. Jesus said, come on out. So Peter got out of the boat, and he started walking on the water. But what happened? He saw the wind and the waves and all the stuff that was happening around him. He took his eyes off Jesus and he began to sink down into the water. The moment he took his eyes off Jesus. But here's what happened next that I think is awesome. Okay? Jesus didn't just leave him under the water. Peter had enough sense about him to cry out for help. And as soon as he cried out for help, Jesus was right there to lift him up out of the water. You know what Peter learned that day? Listen, this is a lesson that you can learn today too. If you've been overwhelmed by the ways of life and maybe you've taken your eyes off Jesus, you can still call out for help and Jesus will still rescue you and you'll find out that what's over your head is still under his feet every time. Every time. So even if you, you, you kind of blinked and taken your eyes off Jesus, he's still not giving up on you. You can overcome the ways of life. So we've got to bask in the sun because the tidal waves are coming. But when they come, we've got the opportunity to say surf's up and ride on top of them and overcome all the stuff that life throws at us. Isn't God awesome in how he sets us up? All these things are key in us growing up in our walk with God because a lot of people don't get past the point where they learn how to deal with the circumstances and they spend their whole life overwhelmed with life instead of overcoming it and moving closer to who God created them to be. Here's the last thing that we can learn at the beach today. Everybody say this with me when they put it up there. Safety first. We'll try it one more time. Safety first. Safety first every time. I almost never go out in deep water without some kind of float. Gotta have, how many of y'all 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 got floats? You like going out on? I love floats. So I like to take my floats when I get in the pool. I'll go out to the ocean. Because this is safe, man. Safety first. You don't want to get out there, get over your head, and then drop down in the water. Like when you go to the beach, who do they have up in those little towers watching over the beach to make sure everybody's okay? Lifeguards. That's right. They got lifeguards watching you. And at a lot of the pools you go to, lifeguards. We'll be watching over you, 
And even if the lifeguards aren't there, kids, most of the time, mom and dad are keeping a pretty good eye on you, right? Yeah, so there's some rules for going in the water. Safety first. Safety first. You got to make sure you follow the rules when you go out there. I like my float. I love this thing. I kind of want to ride it like a horse and be like, yeah, and just take off, you know? I love this thing. Got a peacock with a peacock tail. I'm a peacock, Captain. You got to let me fly. Some of y'all finished my sentence. What's up? Hey, y'all are my people. So safety first. Safety first. You got to take precautions. You got to take precautions at the beach. You got to take precautions in life. And you know what? God gave us a lot of tools to make sure that we could be safe as we grow up in our relationship with him. And he gave us a couple of things. First thing he gave us was his word, the Bible. That's a great... People look at it as a rule book for life, and I guess kind of in a way that it is, but I, I don't really like that terminology because it makes it seem like God is up there dropping rules, trying to tell us what to do and force us into something and being something, you know, and, and in some sense that is true because God does have a standard, but the Word of God exists not just to tell us what to do, but to help protect us and keep us from getting into situations that will jack us up. Like a good father, he's making sure that we do safety first. Safety first. Second thing is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a great, great, great safety tool that God has given us to keep us in check. How many of y'all have ever been driving on a road, and you see these little things on the side of the road called guardrails? You seen those things? How many of you have seen them? You're driving down the road, especially around I-20, and they're just beat to death because people have just run into them people are bumping into them guardrails are on the road to help protect cars and keep them on the road from going off into dangerous territory that's why you're going to see them on bridges sometimes and you'll see them like in curves in the road or if you're driving down the road like through the mountains sometimes if you go there's a great big drop off a lot of times they'll have guardrails there guardrails are there to keep you from going into dangerous territory and that's what the Word of God is. And that's who the Holy Spirit is. They're guardrails that He has given us to keep us on His road so that we don't stray off into dangerous territory. Now, I've seen people ignore what the Word of God says and do their own thing. And every time, they end up in a bad situation. Every time. Every time. See, this is what I've learned before I got saved and after I've got saved. Sin is fun. Sin is fun. Sin is absolutely fun. If it's not, you're doing it wrong. If sin's not fun, you're doing it wrong. But here's what I've also learned is that it's only fun for a season. Okay, There's the deception involved in it. And that's what the enemy does. He tries to get us to jump over that guardrail and ignore the word of God and get into a place where God doesn't want us to be spiritually. And it's fun at first. And it, Man, it's so much fun at first, but you don't see the price tag that's coming at the end. You don't see what it's going to cost you. You don't see the broken families. You don't see the destroyed relationships. You don't see the damage you're going to do to yourself. You don't see the depression that you're going to fall into. You don't, feel, you don't look ahead and see how dead you're going to feel inside. You don't see 
all of the destruction that's going to come in because the Bible says that the enemy, he, his sole existence is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And that's what he wants to do with your life. That's why God gave us guardrails through his word and through the Holy Spirit to keep us from that stuff that's going to jack us up. It's incredibly important because if we want to keep growing up, if we want to keep becoming that person that God has called us to be, we've got to put all this stuff into action in our lives. So we've got to learn how to bask in the sun and soak up the presence of God and have a beautiful relationship with Jesus because those tidal waves are coming. And when they come, we want to make sure that we have a solid foundation to stand on so that we don't get overcome by those waves, but so we can surf and ride on top of them and ride that wave out and overcome everything in our lives. And that huge way to keep that happening is to make sure that we practice safety first in our walk with God and apply His Word, listen to His Holy Spirit, and don't jump the guardrail off into de to, to deadly territory. He's given us everything we need. Everything we need. So when we go back and read Ephesians 4, as we close this morning, says then, then, when we're doing all of this stuff, then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful schemes. Now, if we put all that stuff into practice, we'll have what's called a solid relationship with God where we're maturing and we'll be able to see the lies of the enemy and see that they're lies. And we'll be able to tell him, shut your mouth. Everybody say, shut your mouth. Wow, I almost thought God was saying that to me there for a second. We're saying it to the devil, though. Not to, shut your mouth. I'm not going to believe your lies. You'll be able to recognize it. You'll be able to see the danger from a distance because you're growing closer to Jesus, and that's what it's all about. Everybody say, grow up. Grow up. we got to grow up in our walk with God. The good news is that God has given us everything that we need to make that happen. And we covered it with just a few lessons from what we can learn at the beach. Isn't that awesome? Let's praise God for the word this morning. Now, I've got something that I want to give to you today as a little gift. And uh, Pastor Kelly, maybe you can help me. But I'm going to need some people. I'm going to need some volunteers to help me pass these gifts out. I got one, two. I need two more people. I got three, four. All right, four of you come on up here. I want everyone to get a little gift today. They're going to work their way through, make sure everyone gets one of these. What are these? They're little surfboards. I thought it would be a cool little reminder of today's service. Little surfboard. Because we're going to ride the waves and keep moving towards who God has called us to be. If you don't have a surfboard yet, put your hand up in there so they know to come get you. All right, they're still... Well, I'm sure everybody gets a reminder. Kids move quickly. There y'all go. Great job. Y'all are great helpers. Listen, don't turn a kid down. Take a surfboard. You can, you can uh, stick it in your car and forget about it for six months and then look at it again later. You can take it home, put it in a cool spot in the bathroom next to some seashells. So you have that to look at, take it to work. But here's what I want.
in some goofy little trinket kind of way. I want it to be a reminder that this is about growing up in our walk with God and about moving forward and not being overcome by what the enemy and the life and, and life will throw at us. We're going to ride that wave as we're focused on Jesus becoming who he's called us to be. Everyone got a surfboard? Yeah? All right. Now do this. Everybody, if you would, stand with me this morning. Take your surfboard, hold it up high in the air. It's awesome. Everybody say this. Surf's up. That was awesome. That was really cool. I love you guys. Thank you all so much for being here today for family.